Bruce Johnson, president and founder of Biscalers and the Biscalers Club. And today I want to talk to you about how to drive significant growth by tweaking your business model. How to drive significant growth by tweaking your business model. Now, if you're not familiar with the phrase business model, don't worry. It's not that hard to comprehend. Your business model is the way in which you make money. That's it. Your business model simply describes the way you make money. Since you're already doing that, you have one. The question is, you may not have thought about it as a business model, but you have one. But if you want to drive significant growth, the key is that you usually have to tweak some part, one or two or more parts of your business model to be able to drive significant growth. If you don't, you're probably going to continue the way you've been, which may be at 2, 3, 5, 10% growth. But if you want to start growing by 30%, 50%, 100%, 200%, 500%, then you're probably going to have to start playing with and messing with your business model. And when you make those tweaks, it will allow you to generate significant growth. <clears throat> so to help you do that, I want to introduce you to the Biscaler's Business Model Canvas. Now, if you're watching this, you can already see the Business Model Canvas up here. If you're listening to this by a podcast, uh, all I encourage you to do is just go to our website and you go to uh, biscalers.com. And if you go to biscalers, uh, you'll just go to the free resources page. And if you go to the free resources page, you just scroll down. The third item down is the Biscaler Business Model Canvas. It's pretty easy to find. So biscalers.com and just go to the free resources page and you can find it there. So here's what a business model canvas looks like. And what we want to do is take these nine component parts and start tweaking them and figure out which way by making either one or more of these adjustments, you could literally create the kind of business model, the way in which you make money that will allow you to grow by 30 or 50 or 100 or 200% or more. So it all starts in number one, the first box. So if you're listening, just imagine there's a series of nine boxes here that you're going to fill in. The first box is the customer box. And the reason why it has to start there is because the who should always drive the what. So the challenge for you when you're looking at your current customers is you have to say, are these the right customers? Do I need to add to these customers? Do I need to subtract from some of these customers? Do I need to go after a new market? Uh, do I need to niche down? In many cases, getting more specific will allow you to accelerate growth, right? So if you're after the everyone market, that's a really big market, hard to really get a lot of traction there. But if you scale down, let's just say you're doing software and you start focusing on the construction market, well, it's a lot easier to go after that specific group of people and have messaging that will connect with them and you'll probably be able to get a lot more traction there. So the more that you can condense down and niche down, chances are you're going to probably do better there. Another option might be that we right now we have a lot of people but they don't want to pay a lot of money. Maybe we need to adjust our customer target market after a group of people who'd actually like to pay some more money and who have some more disposable income so that we can actually charge the kind of rates that we'd like to charge. So I would encourage you, the first and most important box that you should be playing with, and this is critical in your strategic planning or whenever you're doing business model work, is to really ask the question, are we going after the right customers and do we need to adjust them? And by the way, you can have a couple different customer groups that you're going after. Uh, for example, uh, earlier today I was with an accounting firm and you know, let's say your audit group has a target market, you might have tax, it has a target market or maybe two different ones, one for business, one for personal. And then you might have one for regular accounting services that could be a different. So you can have multiple customer bases, but you just have to be clear, there's some specific group of people that you're going after. Once you identify that specific group of people, the second part of your business model canvas is you want to look at what are the problems that they have and what are the top, and here I always say your top three to five problems. And the key here is that businesses exist to solve problems. If someone doesn't have a problem, they're not going to pay you money. They're only going to pay money because they want somebody who's going to solve a problem. 
The challenge for most business owners and entrepreneurs here is that the problems that they're solving are just nice to have solutions. They're, you know, like if I had that, that'd be great, but I don't have to urgently get this. So the more that you can focus in on a problem that someone urgently wants to solve, the easier it is to scale your business because people aren't going to be putting off the decision. They're going to make the decision quickly. So as you're tweaking your model, you might be thinking, you know, we've been going after this group of people with this problem, but really there's another problem that they can't find a solution to that they urgently want solved. Maybe we need to adjust the problem that we're trying to solve. Now, once you adjust the problem that you're trying to solve, you then might want to go and adjust your solution, which could be we need to add some feature or subtract something, or you might actually have to add a completely different kind of offering to solve a specific group uh, a problem for a specific group of people. So those are the first three components of your business model, and you're going to have to play with them. Do you need to add something to your solution, subtract something, add a new solution, change the solution completely, um, adjust it, play with the solution part? That leads you to the fourth question, which is your competitive advantage. And by the way, when you're playing with your business model, you're not just doing something that's linear. Like you might make a decision on competitive advantage, which might cause back you to go back and change some of the solution, which may cause you to go back and say, you know what, we need to address a different problem. So it's a very iterative process as you're playing with this. Uh, but you need to play with the competitive advantage question and try to figure out what can we do to differentiate our offering from everyone else out there so that when somebody in our target market sees our offer, they're going to say, hey, I absolutely want that because there's something about your solution that is differentiated from everybody else. If it looks too much like everyone else's, then you're in the commodity market. You never want to be there. And uh, one simple hit on this, if you haven't uh, been watching any of my stuff on competitive advantage, anytime you can put a metric next to a competitive advantage, it's infinitely better. So if you're able to save somebody, you know, 37.4% by doing X, that's more compelling than you can save money, right? So the more that you can add a metric to a competitive advantage, the better it's going to be. Then the fifth component is the marketing channel. So once you know who you're trying to go after and you've found an urgent problem that they want solved, you've come up with a great solution to that problem and you have something that differentiates your offering from what other people are doing in your marketplace, the question is, how are you going to get that message out? And so then you're going to play with your marketing channels. And I'll give you an example. A lot of small businesses especially depend on, for example, content marketing, which is a very passive long-term play. Well, if you want to scale up quickly, you might think, you know, we need to have more control over that. So maybe we need to invest more in paid advertising. or We need to do more in direct uh, marketing or, or something along those lines, which is more scalable. Uh, referrals are great, but referrals are hard to scale up. So if you want to grow fast, you might want to play with your marketing channels to do something that you have more control over and you can just turn the uh, knob and then be able to create more traction. So that might be a place you have to play. Changing your marketing channel could radically change your entire business. Then you go to the uh, sixth one, uh, which is your conversion uh, sales process. And when you look at your conversion sales process, you need to say, you know, historically we've done this selling, you know, by let's just say if you're a typical PSF, our you know, partners have been doing this. Well, is there a way to change the process so the partners don't have to do all of the selling that would allow it to scale up faster? Can we actually pull the partners out of the way that they're selling? Or maybe you've always used direct salespeople. Maybe you can do some more that's outbound calling. So you have to think through the process and the people who are part of that. By tweaking that, you know, if you can create a more automated sales process uh, where people can actually you know, buy the thing online, for example, in many cases, it can radically change your business and you can scale up faster than if someone has to interact with an individual. So think through your sales process. Then the next one, uh, number seven, is your delivery or your fulfillment. Now, when you're thinking about that, you're 
maybe right now it's always been we've delivered this one-on-one. Well, maybe you can deliver it one-to-many. That would be a significant business model change, which would allow you to scale up in a way you haven't. Um, If you can automate the delivery of something, that can radically change. If you can outsource your delivery, that can radically change. Um, I know a lot of businesses are stuck because they only have so much capacity internally. But if you outsource, let's say if you're in manufacturing, you outsource that to somebody else who could deal with the scaling up and be able to produce a lot more of whatever it is that you're selling, then automatically you've changed your delivery fulfillment process, which would allow you to scale in a way that you can't currently because right now you're doing everything in-house. So start playing with your delivery of fulfillment. Uh, the eighth one is your pricing. And for most business owners, not to nurse, they tend to think, you know, that whatever we're charging, that's what the market will bear. Well, price is a lot more elastic than most people think, right? There doesn't matter what market you're in. I'm guessing that you have a number of people who are charging a lot more than you are and people who are probably charging less than you are. It's a lot more elastic than we think. So you might want to go back and change your pricing model. Maybe you're underpricing. Maybe you need to adjust your prices, which again would significantly increase your revenues. Or it could be that you need to take your prices, which are all independent, and now all of a sudden collapse them. And maybe you come up with, let's say, three tiers. And it, in that case, it becomes a really simple, easy pricing model. But those three tiers are higher than what anyone's currently paying. So everyone moving in is now paying more, but it's easy for them to figure out. And by the way, you don't need an expensive person to figure out where the price is because you're either going to buy option A, B, or C. And if you buy C, the more expensive one, you get more stuff in the package. So playing with your pricing model can, again, help you scale up much more quickly. And then ultimately, the last one, number nine, is your profit model. Because if you do all those things, you get the who right, and you get the right urgent problem, and you come up with an incredible solution, and you have some great competitive advantages that differentiate you, you've got a way to get in front of enough of those people. You've got a conversion process where those prospects can become customers, and they actually hand you money, and your ability to get that thing to them is better than it's ever been, and it's at a price that gives you great margin. At the end of the day, you still have to go back and say, does this all work on paper? And you know, so figure out and calculate what you think the revenue is going to be when you make these changes. Then what do you think the cost of goods sold are going to be? Then your gross profit, your expenses, your net profit. So work that through to make sure that it all makes sense and it will allow you to drive significant growth. But if you want to drive significant growth in your business this coming year, I would encourage you that you can take out one piece of paper and start to figure out where that's going to happen. It might happen by your customers, by a problem, by a solution, by your competitive advantage, by your marketing channels, conversion, sales process, delivery, fulfillment, or pricing. Or it can happen with using two or three or four or more of them. But any significant growth in your business will come down to something that's going on this one page. So take this page, play with it, enjoy it. Uh, it's my gift to you. If Again, if you... Uh, don't have it now, just go to bizscalers.com, go to free resources, and when you get to that page, just download this. You can create it as many times as you want, but the solution to your future growth is going to be found on this page. If you want to drive significant growth, it'll probably be a business model change. So go ahead, make that change now, and have a lot of fun. If you got a lot of value out of today's discussion, our podcast and uh, video here, I would encourage you to share this with some other business owners and entrepreneurs you know. If you haven't subscribed yet to our YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast on iTunes or on uh, Google Play, uh, make sure you do that as well. And until next week, to your accelerated success, Bruce out.